Welcome to the Go Solo Show, powered by Subkit, the number one place for inspiration to help you start, run, or grow a winning business. I'm Johnny Quirk, and each week we bring you some amazing guests from a wide variety of businesses, all talking about their journey, motivations, and top tips for entrepreneur success. We deliberately aim to bring you stories, interviews, and real people who are fully deep in the trenches, building their businesses, and sharing actionable insights that you can use for your own entrepreneurial business journey. So whatever you're building, we're excited to be part of that journey with you. If you like what we do, don't forget to subscribe. Now let's get on with the show. Hey guys, Johnny Quirk back once again here to support your entrepreneurial journey. Okay, cool. So today I'm delighted to say that we have Emily Kunani from InSpace here. Emily, great to have you here. Hello, how are you? I am very, very good, thank you. I'm, I'm very, very good. And what I would like to say today is that I'm delighted to have you on the show because what a lot of people don't know out there is that I'm a, a secret architecture nut uh, and I've been getting into <laughs> interior design myself a lot over the last few years. So I'm not an expert at all, but I know that you are. So I'm delighted to have you here and obviously share your kind of uh, journey with, with all of our listeners and viewers. So first off, in your own words, could you describe exactly what your business is and what it does? Good question. <laughs> um, yeah, so my business is an interior design studio based in Dublin city centre. Um, I work uh, on both commercial and residential um, projects. Uh, really, I guess my aim with my designs is to create spaces that feel joyful, you know, that people um, are happy to be in because interior design is, you know, it's much more than kind of fluff and cushions, which is not a lot of what I do. It's really, you know, good interior design can impact on, on your own life, on your, on your own life at home, but also can impact on a business, you know, whether it's retaining staff, attracting clients, all that kind of stuff. So I suppose my business really is about, really about trying to design spaces for people that um yeah that feel good to be in so um that's that comes down to the functionality um as well as the aesthetics um so yeah so that's that's i guess it's good for me it's good to have that overall aim um because it then enables me to kind of you know i guess concentrate then on the on the detail yeah. beyond that and I guess on a commercial level you do all sorts of things like bars restaurants hairdressers or do you have a specific niche and when it comes to say people's homes you know on a, on a, on a, on a domestic level you know like who are your clients I'm just interested to know who the kind of clients you are that you work with yeah um I think you know um as I go on in my career I'm kind of attracting um it's nice because I'm attracting more of the right type of client for me. Yeah. I think the more work that you put out, the, the more people start to kind of recognize um, your style or the way you approach design. So you in turn begin to attract that person, yeah. uh, which is good because then you're not, because then your, your work, you, you make better work on, uh, when you're enjoying what you're doing, you know, when yeah, you're not yeah. designing something that you're not really into. So like the the kind of the perfect client for me is someone that, you know what, it's, it's simple, right? It's someone that when they go on holidays, 
they like to go to art galleries to look around. They might stay in boutique hotels. They might appreciate um, art and culture and travel. And um, it's so it's it's someone like that that kind of is interested in the process of design rather than trends um, uh, or rather than um, just entirely functionality you know what I mean like beautiful objects and and work craftsmanship and stuff like that so yeah I think that sounds great and you know like actually what I like about what you're saying here is that you know I I think from doing my research you started in 2018 with this and we're going to dig into that a little bit later but actually as people I've interviewed on this show personal trainers uh, you know life coaches when they started out their business they were like I'll take anybody you know I'll I'll work with anybody (laughs) just to get some customers but actually, as you've grown your brand and evolved, you know, you're able to get more niche, you know, in terms of the clients you want to work with. You obviously want to work with a certain type of people and then you can double down. And I guess that's probably where yes. the real success comes from. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And and like, to be fair, it, you know, you can't really do it at the beginning because you do need to build up your portfolio and and you are a little bit desperate at the beginning, you know, and you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're taking everything, you are taking everything. But like, yeah, um, I think it takes a little bit of time to get to that stage. I'm still getting there now, but I definitely am finding that people now are seeking me out because they want, um, they want to to um work with me because they've seen previous projects so like yeah. i said then it just means that i can give them the best service because i'm much more interested yeah. uh, in what i'm doing you know and i'm not just i guess my thing which is often also you know um it makes my life a lot harder but i don't churn out design the same things i'm every design i'm always creating something new and i'm working with new um you know i'm working with kind of collaborating with new people so yeah um i kind of make a rod for my own back in that way because i make it life a lot more <laughs> difficult for myself but yeah. otherwise i would be bored i think but what was it was it i think frank lloyd right was it 22 houses something here for did or something like that i may have stolen that stat or completely made it up who knows but you know like you know but i think when you travel around the world you know what's unique they have yeah. those kind of touches so I guess yeah. like you said not you know not one is the same you know wherever you yeah. kind of like you know design you may have already answered this because I feel a real kind of passion coming through from you and obviously you've built such a vibrant business but what kind of gave you the idea to set this up you know where did the passion come from to say this is my career I'm starting a business and this is what I want to do in my life um so architecture was always uh, like a first love of mine so when I was back at, back when I was in school I wanted to be an architect a long long yeah. time ago <laughs> and um in Ireland the point systems the point system didn't allow me to go and study architecture so I went off and did um events and that kind of and you know a whole other career but yeah. within the, that events industry I was still working within the creative side of it so arts events and music events and stuff like that and yeah. um so I was always working on a certain level with kind of creative people and mm. you know aesthetics and that kind of thing um and I traveled around the world and I got you know again got inspired by everything that I was seeing around the world I came home after eight years and I bought a house um that had been 
dilapidated, um, basically had been used as a building storeroom for 15 years. So it was completely in bits. Um, it had to be built from the ground up. And I didn't have money for an architect or anything like that. So I, and I kind of wanted to have a stab at it myself. So I worked with a, an engineer yeah. and designed it all from scratch myself um, completely. Um, and once I did that, I kind of started to, I suppose I got a bit of a love back for it. And I was getting feedback from people saying like, you, you might actually have a bit of a flair there, you know. And, yeah. um, the, the house got featured a few times in magazines and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I looked at going back to architecture and I noticed that it was at least seven years before <laughs> I could do anything yeah. fun. So I thought, okay, maybe interior design is more the route that I should go down. So I went back and studied that. And then, um, yeah, once I had done my study, I was in the position where I thought, okay, well, now I have to make a decision. Do I go work for someone and learn the trade from the from the beginning, um, which would be great in one way, you know, learning from um, an established designer or a company. But I felt like, you know, I was in my mid-30s. Do I want to start, like, as an intern again? I've done yeah. this before, you know, like in a previous life. Or I could just go for it, you know, and just to hell with it and just see what happens try and start up my own business which is definitely I mean, a scarier option but yeah, I just yeah. thought you know what I'm just gonna do it but you know I think that's really strong because actually again a lot of the people we've interviewed on this show they've really decided to set something up because obviously it's their passion they haven't just thought how is the quickest way to get rich you know I'm gonna go after that it's literally just like you know we, we had uh, Roger on recently who's a uh, personal trainer nutritionist and he was saying his health was going to shit basically but yeah. he really kind of like started working on himself and then yeah. changed that lifestyle around and yeah. now he's coaches people I and think, he's very yeah. well established i think it's totally bad like i i mean every every show that i watch is a house show you know yeah, like yeah. when we go on holidays we stay in Airbnbs because I want to, you know, I want to experience design in other countries. You know, I'm the one that goes to galleries and, yeah. um, you know, does architectural tours and stuff. So I like, you know, my boyfriend, my poor boyfriend always says that it's like a bus man's holiday going away with me. But, <laughs> but it is but the genuine yeah, yeah. all day long. Uh, that is what I consume is just mm. what I do so I'm very well, fortunate yeah well, that's exactly what you, how, how you want life really isn't it it's like when it doesn't feel like work you know it's the actually like you said a busman's holiday if you're on holiday <laughs> yeah. and you're like look at these taps look at you know yeah, this like, like you know here's inspiration <laughs> exactly yeah. but you know then it, it inspires you and, and brings you on and you know that's why yeah. you do it I guess that's yeah. what kind of fires you you know fires your belly every day to get out of bed you know in terms of this changing career obviously you've kind of given uh, some hints about some of the stuff that you were doing before and that's great um I know you went back to training you were doing this alongside obviously kind of other roles in, in, in the past was this a gradual step to set it up or you know or did you just go straight in like did you need any other forms of income or did you just go I'm fully going into this right now um, so I went back to study part time while I was while I was working full time. So I yeah. did a two year um, diploma and I, I actually just did. I did a 12 week course, first of all, just to see if I was kind of interested. And then I and then I 
um, continued. And through that process, I was thinking, yeah, this is something for me, but I still, I guess I still was kind of considering it. And then I I guess, luckily I got made redundant um, (laughs) and from my job at the time. And I just took it as a sign to just jump in. Um, And it also enabled me to have a little bit of saving um, to kind of, yeah, to keep me going for the first few months. Um, Yeah, so So, that was, yeah, it was kind of a universe push yeah yeah and um you know tell me about your background as well I mean you don't need to elaborate too much but you know do you come from an entrepreneurial background where actually setting up a business is is natural you know that you have that support you have people who've done it to look up to that's very close to you or literally have you just fallen into it and you were like that or did you have aspirations to one day set up your own business I never had aspirations to set up my own business in fact it was you know, I remember having these conversations with my parents before and I've always said I didn't want to do it because it <laughs> sounded like really hard work. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I actually kind of like the comfort of having a boss to tell me what to do yeah. uh, for a while. Um, but I think my previous job, um, you know, as community manager in Yelp, I was working um on my, I guess I, it was kind of a segue into entrepreneurship because you're working on your own, even though you are in a team and you're kind of, you know, you're working remotely. So I was working remotely for a long time before this last couple of years came along. And so I think that gave me a certain level of independence. Um, and yeah, so, and, and I guess within my wider family, there are definitely, there are aunts and uncles that have started their own businesses, but I wouldn't say it was a huge, um, a huge factor. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't too sure, you know, if like Elon Musk was a distant cousin or something like that. So, <laughs> I so, wish. Well, it's true, actually. Yeah, you'd be like, I wouldn't be interior designing for a living. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, I'll go and get into my latest Tesla that's just been delivered. Exactly. I'd be a Tesla tester. <laughs> that, that is true. Let me put you on the spot because you're the one who brought it up. Do you think now that you've come so far in three, three and a half years since setting it up, do you think you could ever go back to a salaried position? Do you think you could ever go back to that kind of comfort? Or now that you've got the entrepreneurial bug and know that you're doing something you love, is it you're gonna? Is this is this it now? Hopefully for life. Yeah. Look, it, it is it. Like. There are some mornings yesterday morning where I woke up and I thought, oh my God, <laughs> like, what am I doing? You know, I wish someone would just tell me what to do, you know, like yeah. I wish I had someone, a boss that would just tell me, okay, Emily, this is how you have this. You know, sometimes you think, oh my God, this is, this is hard. But at the same time, those days are a lot fewer, you know, um, and I think the freedom that um, it this kind of that this type of position affords you, um, I don't think I would be able to give that up anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, being able to, especially now, I think like the first couple of years in business were very tough, like financially, yeah. and and also under trying to understand what the hell I was doing, and mm-hmm. you know, um, trying to understand what my ultimate goal was, and that kind of thing, and. I think now I'm I'm kind of I'm a lot more aware of of that. So um I you know I have I'm much more aware of the types of jobs that I want to do. I'm more aware of where I'm going with the business. So I feel more confident in 
taking charge of you know that aspect of yeah of the business where before I didn't you know because I guess it's not just you know you being creative director and saying we'll have yellow over here we'll have some <laughs> zero zebra print on the you know it, it you, you know you've got your uh you know accounts to do you've got contracts you've got legal stuff I guess you know yeah. and we'll talk a little bit later about you know working with freelancers and project managing you know it's a multifaceted yeah. thing that you're doing and I guess you've got to learn the basics at least of a lot of that to get going absolutely yeah I think that's that is I think that's the biggest shock when you when you run your own business because you think about you know I'm going to run an interior design business I'm really good at I know I'm good at it you know people love my designs it's what I love to do but <laughs> yeah. then you don't think that like actually I'd say 50 percent of your time is spent on all the other the actual running a business stuff yeah. which like you never really you don't understand before you start yeah and, and it's <laughs> the true, non-fun but I, stuff <laughs> but I like what you just said as well it answers my, my 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 next question which was really about you know how you how you stayed motivated and how you do it but I like what you answered in terms of saying look there's less bad days now than, than there was at yeah. the start you know as you grow in confidence as you feel like you're having these successes and you know you're, you're growing your portfolio and followers and everything it feels like you're you know scaling the mountain I guess and it, yeah. it's less harsh and unknowns at the start yeah I think it's about um confidence and kind of control you know like I think it's beginning you feel a little bit out of control because you don't really you know you're kind of you're a bit all over the place in terms of everything every uh, you know advice you're getting directions you're going in projects you're taking on where when you become more focused um yeah it it definitely you do feel um calmer (laughs) (laughs) in your path you know yeah Yeah. i guess probably you know different challenges present themselves you know you might think you have you know your bookkeeping under control or or something else but then you're all of a sudden going Hmm, I wonder if I can take on that hotel project in five years time or you want to be more ambitious to push yourself but hopefully I guess then you've maybe you know I I don't know what your vision is but you know like maybe in a few years time you then have more of a support team so as you can get on with more of the exciting things. Yeah and that actually that's something that I'm developing at the moment so I've probably just started developing over the last six months or so outsourcing yeah so um you know the accounts social media um the 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 admin type stuff um you know um, technical drawings sometimes and you know anything that you know I've started to realize that like my value is in the creative side and the the directional side of the business and anything that doesn't require that really like should be kind of panned out a little bit to let me a bit more space yeah no definitely well like I said I think it's it's been amazing to see where you've kind of gone in in the last few years as well and uh you know I think it sounds like you know you're you're surviving, Emily. You know, you're, you know, you, you've made it this far, which is great. There is no going back. And it sounds like you don't <laughs> want to go back, which is great. So we're moving through into this part of the show now where we, you know, we sit down with our entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and, you know, ask maybe for some of some of your kind of tips that might be relevant to other entrepreneurs across any fields, really. So you know, I've done a little bit of research on your business, haven't been stalking too much, but you know, it's good for me to get an idea of obviously what you guys do. So You've built up a pretty impressive social media following. Um, I know you said before that you outsource some of it now, but 
you know, like, like how has that kind of started? You know, like, like, you know, I guess it's a massive lead gen for you, your social media, you know, I guess it's very visible Instagram, but how have you built up that following? I guess you started obviously with an account of zero. You're now in the many, many, many thousands. How, how did you go about that social media strategy? I have to be honest with you, I didn't have a huge social media strategy. Um, I, I think, uh, I think the, the Instagram in particular is, it's, it's really important for my business because it's, it's a visual shop front. Mm. Uh, you know, the industry that I'm in is a visual one. So um, I think it's, first of all, let me see. So first of all, there's two components of it. One is showing off your, uh, your designs and, you know, it's, you can talk until you're blue in the face about what you can do for someone, but unless you can show, um, yeah. you know, some really nice imagery of, of, of projects that you've worked on, then, you know, it's hard to kind of put that across. So Instagram is really good for that. But also, um, I guess, creating, uh, conveying personality or like, you know, your brand within it. So like yeah. my brand is, is um, as I've kind of talked about, it's very much about, um, you know, focus on on art and design and uh, craft and um inspiration you know from various places travel um you know other forms of design graphic design films mm. that kind of thing so i guess the instagram um is a really good portal to kind of to to present all of those things yeah. um and i guess just um yeah curating those together it, it just it, it's just evolved yeah I guess because um, it's high yeah. it seems highly organic from a external yeah. point of view to look at it's not like everyone is like sign up now for or whatever it's more like yeah. it's more about education it's more about inspiration and then hopefully the yeah. comes from that it is and I think it's quite it's quite a personal um Instagram yeah like you said it's not a the account that I have, it's not very salesy. Yeah. Um, I, I think probably my sales, my direct sales will usually come through um, word of mouth recommendations and, and some other places like house. Um, but uh, the Instagram is kind of like a secondary um, segment where people will use that, um, you know, to reference yeah. Um, to you know to kind of build to get a bit of confidence in you I guess yeah. it's got that extra awareness domain yeah, expertise exactly. you know real yeah. they're able to follow you in real time and yes. go if I'm gonna yeah. have Emily design my house or a retail unit this is where she's at right now and exactly. I, you know, this is what I want yeah yeah exactly and, you know, this kind of follows on to my next question, which, you know, you've had some excellent press coverage. You know, I, I don't want to say you've uh, won awards if you haven't, Emily. But, you know, like I see from your website, obviously, you've been, you know, like like, like appreciated. And, and I think you've been won some awards as well. So in terms of that, do those things kind of almost generate themselves from your uh, exposure, you know, that you're bringing through Instagram? Or are you going out there and having to create these opportunities yourself? You know, how much of it is inbound and how much of it is outbound? I would say it's pretty much all inbound because okay. um, I I just I haven't had the time. I don't <laughs> I just don't have the time to go out yeah. um, and do my own PR. Um, so I yeah, a lot of those um, those press hits and the coverage that I've gotten 
yeah they've been they kind of feed off each other you know the more exposure that you get the more people see you and then um you know they in turn start seeing different projects on your instagram or facebook or you know the website or whatever and they feature and then it it just kind of it goes on from there really yeah it seems a lot more natural i guess getting it that way than going after like a you're nominating yourself every day for stuff and it's the same old people and the same faces winning these things because you know yeah, they're just yeah. pieces that you've you've applied for almost that's definitely true and I I think a lot of the awards like actually I haven't or a lot of the bigger kind of interior awards I haven't gone for because I purely down to a time reason because they take yeah. so much time to apply for um, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of thing um but they are a really good indication of, um, you know, quality in the industry. So, uh, you know, I would like to have more time to dedicate to that, but I suppose yeah. it's just, you know, with the business, it's just about priorities, you know. <laughs> I'm going to write a note on here and say, right, we need to get a virtual assistant for Emily here you know, to spend yeah. all day applying for stuff, you know. But then yeah. I guess you've got to make it a sustainable way. It's like where your yeah. business is right now, you know, maybe you have got the right balance between exposure and inbound and yeah. lead gen. It's not like you could, you know, you don't want to be hiring 20 new people overnight and go, this no. is going too fast. It's got to be built in a exactly. sustainable way. Yeah, exactly. Like with that type of thing, I guess it's not a priority because I don't need it to be at the moment. Yeah. You know, I I, I generate, um, you know, the right amount of business for myself at the moment. So I don't, yeah. I don't really need to yeah to go after it like plus that. i love the use of the word at the moment as well there's those aspirations <laughs> there for the future so this is a tricky question and, and i bring this up because you know this could relate to anybody who's a life coach a personal coach a consultant you know we, we've had all sorts of people on the show you know chefs consultants pts like i said so when you're working with clients i imagine there's a bit of toing and froing between you. you know you want the best possible outcome for the client but they also have in their mind what their outcome wants to be from it you know how do you go in terms of working with uh, a client really in terms of pushing through your agenda but also making sure you're not compromising but also getting them to where they need to be yeah that's always a that's always a tough one um i guess the important thing with that is to make sure that you're aligned at the beginning of the process. So I have a pretty um, stringent process that I go through before even starting the design, um, which I've developed over the last few years. So um, I guess the first thing is really qualifying the client in terms of like, you know, understanding that they are wanting the type of service that I uh, that I offer and they in turn are the right client for me. So yeah. that's before we even go into the process. And then once we once we know that we're both, uh, you know, going to work well together, mm. then it's about um, uh putting in the groundwork before you get into the, the detail of the design. So, yeah. you know, uh, we'll work together a lot on the brief. Um, I will come back with, um, you know, with lots of different kind of 
styles and, and um, you know, options and uh, all sorts of kind of choices. At, at the very beginning, yeah. I'll kind of throw things at the clients that they that they won't expect as well, like a lot of yeah. stuff that, that wouldn't have been in their brief at all. Um, just so that they, I so it gets them in a different headspace that they, um kind of open their mind a bit and and yeah, also cool. so it kind of it kind of opens up um it's hard for people to articulate what they want in terms mm. of design you know like they might throw out something like industrial i like industrial design uh but like that could mean something completely different to different people yeah. so i might show them maybe 10 different industrial images and and ask you know for real detail of like <laughs> what do you think about that or what about yeah. that light or what about the, you know how this layout works and once once you kind of drill into the detail rather than like the overall umbrella of like the term industrial, then you start getting into the nitty gritty of really what they, what do they want and don't On want. On a fairly granular level, I guess you need to yeah. get in there. Yeah. And then once I do that, then I come up with an overall concept. So that's kind of coming together. They're bringing together of every kind of strand of detail that I've plucked from them, you know, over the, yeah. the, the previous kind of few weeks. So like, you know, I, I'll have put together kind of, um, you know, the, the parts that I, I know that they've talked a lot about, you know, stuff that they kind of mentioned. So the patterns emerge. Yeah. And basically from that, then I'll come up with a concept, an overall concept of like, this is how I think this uh, place will look, feel, um, yeah. you know, beyond the functionality. And that's really when we know we're in, going in the right direction. And if they say, yeah, that's, that's perfect, then off we go in the design. And it, it's... Like there's very few times then after that that like you know there'll be a big blow up in terms of yeah. you know this is not the right direction. <laughs> they wake up in we, a pool of sweat in the night like yeah, what was I thinking? It, it, it's just like it doesn't really happen because we put so much groundwork in before that yeah. that it doesn't really happen. Um, where they might also say that, no, this isn't the right concept, and that's fine. We go back again, but it's all about that part that which which can be a bit frustrating sometimes for the client because they're like we just want to get to the, the good part, but like yeah. that's that's what what makes it successful I think. Yeah. and i guess yeah. there has to be a point where you say to the client look this is the point of no return to an extent yeah you know, yeah changing this because one thing they change might impact the flow and the, yeah. the rest of the room and stuff as well yeah yeah no there's always compromise like you know yeah. on details through um i definitely do try i say to, you know i say to clients like i'm i'm here to kind of to make you braver you know like yeah. you there might be a feature that they are worried about and they're kind of going erring on the side of caution and if it's something that i think is really integral to the design i will push it yeah um but there's always give and take like there will always be aspects where i'll say look yeah no that's fine that's you know that's <laughs> yeah it's I your mean, that, home <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but if it's something integral then i will I will push stick and, to my guns. <laughs> and you've got to and look i'm not being funny it's the people who don't stick to their guns you know you right, use the word right you know compromise yeah. uh you know like you've got to find some middle ground but also they are hiring you for a reason you've managed exactly. to get to this stage in your career because exactly. you bring yeah. these and at the end of the day if you yeah. put your name on something which you don't believe in then again yeah. it's a, a bit of a race to the bottom really in terms of that exactly. quality and what is an Emily design or something? It's yeah. quite interesting. You know, I use that example because, you know, we, we talk to people who are, like I said, personal trainers, life coaches, startup consultants. It's kind of like, where do they want to 
know, they've obviously got a goal in mind, the person. Does he want to be ripped for the beach or is somebody trying to make health lifestyle changes for illness or whatever? But, you know, there can be many ways of getting there as well, but it's a, it's a to and fro and it's all about it's all about building relationships, really, isn't it? With clients yeah, exactly. and people you work with. Yeah. Now, this kind of follows on from this. So this you, you mentioned this earlier on, but I imagine your role has a hell of a lot of project management tied to it. Um, you know, you, you need to be able to delegate. You have to successfully manage a team. You have to bring, I guess, freelancers or, or partners on board. How have you kind of approached this? Because... You know, like you said, before you got into this, you know, you'd done events, which I guess is kind of similar. You've done some yeah. remote work and work with partners. But has this, again, been a massive learning curve? You know, how do you bring that project to life and make sure everybody stays on track? Yeah, so it, it, definitely. The, again, the project managing side of it was something I think that uh, I wasn't quite expecting or, you know, which sounds ridiculous. Again, I had an idea of like yeah. being a designer, sitting at my design table and coming up with these beautiful projects yeah, yeah, yeah. and not really thinking about the practical side of it um the project managing is definitely the most challenging side of it uh, because yeah you've got multiple stakeholders and um you are not executing the design yourself they, you, you know you know you've got um you know you've got joiners and tilers and and all the rest of it that are doing it on your behalf so um it's all about first of all finding the right people mm. um which unfortunately can be a case of uh trial and error at the beginning um fortunately I mean, I, now I, I have a great team well yeah i guess that's it you've built because I, I saw you obviously have things like the art interior side projects yeah. so and i think one of your usps is that you work with master crafts people yeah. locally or maybe for the field yeah. so I guess yeah. again it's building those systems in it's place building of knowing those people. systems exactly and it's all about um it's all about collaboration like you know even when it comes to who you think is your competition yeah. um I have been working a lot more recently with people that you may from the outside think are my competition but actually I found that um you can really improve drastically improve on your designs when you're working with other people when you're collaborating yeah. you know um once you're not too precious about you know feedback and and yeah. kind of working um maybe working back on a detail with someone else yeah. um that's i think where the gold is when you're you know on a really good design so yeah for that's the that's the really nice part of working uh, of project managing. Yeah. yeah. So I guess you got yeah. to almost like leave your ego at the door to an extent. I guess as a way you need to be flamboyant and have your signature uh, stamp on things. But if you're working with partners, you've got to compromise yeah, in some way. Absolutely, it's a tightrope. You have to have conviction in your designs, uh, but also you have to be open. Um, yeah, to working with other people's ideas. So yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm definitely, I'm doing that more and more and I'm finding that um, you definitely, you grow as a designer um, and as, yeah, your, your creative kind of process grows when you yeah. work with other people like that. So I love, I love that. You might not have thought this, this is the next question, but you might not have thought this uh, when you started, you know, but there is a, a, a good knowledge and saying that you know one of the most precious resources for an entrepreneur is time 
you know, it isn't money. I'm sure when you were starting out, you were like, it's definitely money. I need money to pay my bills. I need to do this and that. I have nothing. (laughs) Exactly. But I think, you know, as you've kind of got into it now and you have your portfolio and uh, brand and everything like that, you know, things are going really well for you. In terms of that, you know, have you ever thought, you know, for the future, looking about how you can, you know, almost like port your knowledge to other people, you know, like with a, you know, Emily, you know, an in-space design school for other, uh, you know, and I mean, this maybe as like an online resource, but have you looked about how you can build, you know, like one-time assets, which, you know, you can build out your brand further, almost like a, a self help version for people who want to get into design, who maybe need videos designing, you could subscribe to a service from you and they get the input from you and your why but you're physically not having to be there but again you can grow your empire through education yeah it's something that has been pitched to me before um it's not something at the moment that i would see myself doing um but i do coming back to the part about time i definitely I do see the value in creating uh, income that's not solely based on my sweat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think um, I have been certainly thinking about that. And I, I think yeah. the next step for the business is probably going to be um, a, a furniture line. Um, oh, so cool. I, I like the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, this is what I'm, I mean, look, it might be a couple of years down the line, but um, I, yeah, I, I do this anyway for clients. I, you know, I design a lot of custom pieces. So I have been thinking that that would be a great way of generating income, yeah. um, you know, that isn't dependent on my time. Yeah. Um, but also it's something, again, that I'm passionate about. I would love to, uh, to do that at some stage. Finding the time, (laughs) yeah, which which is a good say. You know, that that brings the loop together. Really, on the question, but I ask this because a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, we've we've interviewed and and spoken to ourselves. You know, they've actually seen that COVID has brought it forward. That they've gone, well, I can't do my in life events. What I can do is build a video series, or I can do Zoom cookery classes, or whatever that brings a lot more people together. I mean, it's it's maybe you know apples oranges you know in terms of what you do but it's you know almost like building these mini strands but I guess that's a problem for down the road when in like five ten years when you're just like wow you know now is the time to take that yeah, and do yeah. something like that as well maybe masterclass will approach me at that stage well who knows you mean who knows it's, uh, I'll, I'll be one of your students you know it's, 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 uh, and you know a question I always ask because I think this is so important of all entrepreneurs is you know what you might laugh at this as well but what kind of work-life balance you know do you have in terms of your role you know like what sort of things do you put in place to to relax and take a step back I know you said it's kind of all consuming because you see inspiration everywhere (laughs) but you know what sort of stuff do you put into your daily life just to kind of keep it all together yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah, you're like, if you've got any answers, let me know. <laughs> I just woke up like this. Yeah, I sleep here. Uh, um, you know what? My business is, um, uh, it, 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 there's, there's really peaks and troughs uh, in terms of uh, time investment, depending on where we are uh, um in say the building stage or um you know where we are in the stage of the project so yep. in terms of design like i can 
it's much easier for me to manage my time uh, because I'm at home. But when it yeah. comes to the construction stage, uh, I'm often out and about at all kind of different times of days and nights and weekends and everything else. Uh, yeah. But when I when I have a normal um, kind of workload, I I really try to not work at the weekends like that. Like I won't lie and say I only work eight hours a day during the week because I don't. I yeah. I, I work a lot during the week. Um, but weekends I do really try not to work. And I, yeah. yeah. I mean it's not a very it's it's not the most original um answer to that question, but that's well, yeah. I think that's fine. I mean, look, I mean, some people do. It can be all-consuming if you run your own business. So I think having that kind of rule is probably a really good cornerstone to, to everything you do. Yeah. Because you can probably, I guess, run on the adrenaline through the week if you're working on a project and you're like, I'm doing 12-hour yeah. days, I want to get this. Yeah. But you might be frazzled by Friday and go, I need yeah, this time exactly. to recharge. Yeah, exactly. And I, I actually, the other thing as well is I um, I'm always conscious that the reason I have, the reason really that I want to work for myself and not anyone else is because I want, I love travel and I want mm. to have time to travel. Now, of course, that hasn't happened in the last year, but yeah. previous to that, and hopefully, you know, from the second half of this year, oh, God, um, I, so. I, I, I do, I do always, as a rule, make a lot of time for holidays. Mm. You know, like I will take three weeks off and then another four weeks a few months later. Um, yeah. Sometimes that is a bit of a shock to clients, you know, yeah. that you're not available at all for a few weeks at yeah, a time yeah. uh, because that's not that's not probably usual for um, for someone that runs their own business. Yeah. But that is, that is a, a really, really uh, important aspect to me. And that, that's a deal breaker for me in terms of having your own business. Well, it is i mean look at the end of the day why yeah. are you doing this yeah that, that's exactly. the bottom line it has to fill your passions whatever but why should you yeah. conform to set societal rules that you're allowed yeah. a few weeks holiday a year and that's it yeah. that's what drives you and does it and recharges yeah. you to be the best you can exactly. do exactly there's many drivers so I, beyond money yeah and that's that then means that i don't mind working long hours you know in the run-up to a project or whatever or yeah. or daily but I know that my priority is always going to be you know that month uh, yeah. coming up or wherever else I will take that time off yeah okay yeah. brilliant and do you know what like uh holidays 100% you know I think if there was a, a they're a coming house, back I hope. <laughs> if there was a house fire I think I'd be running in you know a cat under each arm and my passport <laughs> in my thing it's just like, yeah. hopefully obviously you know kids and hand are out the, the door but do you know what I mean it's like yeah that's kind of the passport is the big thing and travel especially like it's been quite a crazy year and a bit hasn't it right yeah. we're moving into our rapid fire round emily now okay you can be as rapid as you want so or you can exciting. give a little bit of flavor on each one so uh <laughs> nothing to to trip you up but who are your favorite entrepreneurs in life and why oh gosh um favorite entrepreneurs um Calice would be one of them um i was listening to a podcast uh with her recently and um I just love how she lives her life and how she's transitioned from music to, to food and she has a sauce line and she's, you know, she's a cordon bleu chef and now she's moved to a farm where she can like immerse herself fully in the process. I think she has a cannabis business and everything as well. That's yeah, tied in there she's as well, amazing. So she, yeah. That's, I think that she's a really good example of, you know, being an entrepreneur, but on your own terms. 
Yeah. Okay. This is great. Yeah. We don't have Khalees on the list yet. And it, again, it's not a trick question. Eclecticism, <laughs> I think, is the word to describe that. So that's great. Hopefully this isn't the same answer, but it could be. Who's your most inspiring person in life and why? Oh, wow. Uh, my mum. <laughs> yep. She's not on the list, I can guarantee you as well, but she, she will be now. <laughs> well, on a personal level, I would say my mum because yeah. she's she's an amazing woman, you know. she's very, She yeah. knows her own mind and she's very capable of anything she puts her mind to. Brilliant. Um, on, a, on, a pers- on a professional level... Um, I mean, there's so many designers out there, you know, that I that I just love. Uh, yeah. um, Kelly Kelly Wurstler is probably one of them. Again, she's she's someone that um, her her style and her brand is just immediately recognisable. Yeah. Um, and she she puts a lot of work into her designs. You know, she she would she might she comes up with a story around yeah. um, the project and every aspect of the interior design feeds into that story so it's kind of got a, it's got a cohesiveness to it and you know she might design the pattern of the fabrics that's used she might work with a sculpturist you know so yeah uh, and she has her own hotels now that she's that wow. she's um yeah so she's so, she would be up there so owning the journey and building a cohesive story around it but like you said like yeah. owning each part of it as well so right that's brilliant because that's going on the list so and, and when i say it's going on the list we're compiling um, you know, a number of articles and resources where, you know, our, our solopreneurs who come on this show are able to share their most inspiring people and that. So, uh, you know, this is a great thing. You'll be added to all the others as well. Great. When you set up your business, I don't know if you are an avid reader of business books or anything like that, but you know, what kind of resources would you maybe suggest to other entrepreneurs who are maybe just thinking of starting or running a business? You know, is there anything which you rely on you go, that was a really great thing that just really helped me, or this is something I refer to now. I'm not a huge reader of business books and that kind of thing. Um, I love uh, Guy Raz, how I built this. Um, I yeah. just I love listening to stories of entrepreneurs when they talk about you know the hard parts that they yeah. kind of came through because it does kind of on a bad day or whatever it does kind of make you remember everyone has been through this you know yeah 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 um yeah I think and the other I suppose one other thing is like um it's not a it's not a resource but um you know. Uh, I do use a lot of uh, kind of business networking um, mm. groups within Dublin and yeah. um, I, I find that when you're it's really worth being in those types of groups because it gives you kind of support and that kind of thing yeah. like the, the term of the board you can't afford you know like those yeah. those people that you you know those experts in different fields that you've built into your network that you can yeah. Um, that you can lean on yeah yeah that's massive yeah peer support networks as well and again yeah. just to yeah. bring up Guy Raz I, I really like your show as well I think it's so well pitched you know the it doesn't seem you know it just seems very real like you said you look forward to listening to the next episode you go this is going to be yeah. an hour even if you're doing your laundry or whatever while you're listening to it it's a really nice hour where actually you've gone on a journey and you feel more inspired as well to to carry on totally. as well yeah um, yeah through your you know you probably don't strike me as somebody who looks back a lot in life but if there was anything which you could do differently that you had you know (laughs) you might laugh over anything differently you could have done in terms of running your business so far that you think I probably shouldn't have made that mistake or 
maybe I shouldn't have done that. Is there anything that comes to mind where you go, I probably would have done that a bit differently next time? I mean, there's there's a lot, like there's a multitude of mistakes, I guess, you know, yeah. because you're learning as you go. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't think so. I don't think there's anything, you know, that I could just kill myself for doing, you know, because... Yeah, yeah. You just see them as a you learning. You have to just learn. You yeah. have to, unfortunately, it's just a steep learning curve and uh, it all leads you to a certain point. So, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. That's what I like to see. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But it's so true, isn't it? You won't do it again. If, also, if I don't want it. to open the dark doldrums yeah, of my mistake. Push down. <laughs> yeah. that, that is so true. Um, if uh, time was no signif- of no significance when running your business, what do you think would be, say, like the, the number one thing you wish you could do day in, day out uh, that would maybe benefit your business and yourself and, 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 and move you on a bit quicker? Now, like, let's forget all the accountancy and all the other admin crap. You know, what sort of thing would you double down on if you felt it would make a real impact on your business? I would love to have more time um, just reading and, uh, you know, reading about other designers and artists and looking at other work um I you know at the weekends I tend to do that you know I have yeah. my books and my my magazines and, and newspapers and all these things and I just consume them but I would love to have more time daily to do that because I think you do feel so inspired when you look at what other people are doing yeah that, that's the dream isn't it and you know I yeah. prepped you for this and I hope you've got one but you know is there a funny anecdote that you've maybe got that's happened to you in the world <laughs> of business you know that people can relate to you know we've had so far, you know, like we've had people doing secret supper clubs and guests turning up on the wrong <laughs> night at their house. We've had uh, people being put on panels to lead a panel, but being put on the wrong panel with the wrong guests. You know, is there anything <laughs> that's really funny that you thought, shit, that was hard work at the time, but actually you can look back and laugh at now? <laughs> Do you know what? You did prep me for this, but I didn't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that one. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 you know, don't worry, we, we can edit it in or we'll add it to our blog of this podcast as well <laughs> later on if you do, obviously. Because, but I think, you know, that the reason I bring this up is that for a lot of people who've interviewed, you know, it's been fairly soul destroying when something like that happens and you go, uh, but actually with time and months on you go, well, I managed to get through that, you know, it's, uh, but these things kind yeah. of come up in day to day life. And the reason I ask this question is that random stuff will happen. And uh, yeah, know, it's, it's, it's a case of just going, well, it probably isn't quite as bad as you'd think at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things like that, but I guess they're maybe not that hilarious. <laughs> Fair enough. If something comes to mind, what's happened to me? I'll, okay. I'll add it. That's um, <laughs> As an entrepreneur, what ultimately does success mean to you? Um, I've actually been thinking about this a lot over the last year, you know, the whole existential crisis of this year. <laughs> yeah. um, I think what success actually is going to mean to me is um, it kind of comes back to the, the working on my own terms thing, you know, living to work or working to live rather than living to work. So success ultimately for me, I think is going to be, um, you know, being able to um, construct a lifestyle that's a certain lifestyle that I want to have and my work fitting in with that, yeah. um, you know, and so that kind of means 
um, you know, that I'm able to enjoy the, the passion side of the of the interiors business yeah. um, and also my personal life side by side. And hopefully that means, you know, working with with the clients that I like to work with and doing the, the types of designs that I like to do. Yeah. Uh, but having a nice balance, you know, with yeah. my own, with my own life. Yeah. And still getting off to Miami once a year to check out some art deco architecture yes. and whatever you need exactly, to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, off to Lisbon and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a dream. Um, for those people out there thinking of taking the plunge and going solo, um, what advice would you give to them? Um, I, I think do your research um, talk to as many people as you can. Uh, that's, I mean, that, that's the main thing for me is, uh, I, you know, I touched on it before, the network that you create, the board you can't afford, meeting with people that you think are your, could be your competition and making them your friends. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, meeting with people just in business that may not be in your particular line of work, but um, anyone that really, um, that you can kind of soak up information from, that you can work with, uh, that's that's really my 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 big thing. Yeah, and and when there's hard days, you can lean on them. When there's good days, you can um, you know work with them and and do some really cool stuff together. So yeah, and the other actually the other one is my accountant I had. Uh, before he told me when I was having you know, I was having a bad day and he yeah. said to me you know what you should do once a quarter take yourself out for lunch and just sit down and just think about the previous three months or the previous six months and think about what have you achieved in those six months because often you're just keep you working and you're you're thinking about the day-to-day and you don't really think about like Jesus how far have I come in the last six months in the last year and it does it you know it's nice to just take an hour just to think about that because you will have always progressed no matter what you initially think yeah that's great advice and and, and quite ironic coming from the accountant I guess maybe they didn't say go to a a Michelin starred restaurant and think about it over 12 courses he's he's my kind of accountant yeah I like this actually you have to hook him up with me as well so uh right couple more questions and then we're done but yeah if I was to bump into you in the street in three four five years time what's the vision in terms of where you want the business to be at that time um the vision I think it will be yeah hopefully there will be as I said a furniture line there um and the brand will just be more recognizable um I don't uh, I don't have aspirations to have a huge company Mm. um with lots of people working for me I I like the fact that my company is small and I want to continue with that but hopefully um I will at that stage um have um yeah some nicer some nice projects under my belt you know um that I really want to work on you know maybe a hotel maybe um yeah some nice retail spaces maybe um maybe it's a house in Lisbon you know big big projects that enable me to uh, really be creative and uh, that I'm given the time and, and space and budget yeah. to do that, I guess. Yeah. And done in a sustainable way, like you're saying, that yes. fits in with where you're at and just yes. just the right balance between adrenaline and stress, but actually you're very fulfilling your life and you know yes. you're, you're living That's your 
that's destiny, the dream. basically. Yeah, Brilliant. that's the dream. Right. Where can everybody find you online, Emily? Uh, instace.ie is the website. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, Instagram is go in space. Go in space. Um, so, yeah, you can you can find me on there. And, yeah, I'm always happy to, to chat with anyone. If there is anyone out there that is thinking about taking the plunge, um, yeah. I'm always happy to, to give support or advice. And, of course, if there's anyone that is looking for some really uh, interesting, considered, fun, creative, joyful uh, yeah. design, then, yeah. Please give me a shout. And I'm sure we will do. We will get that out there as well. Well, that just leaves me to say, Emily from In Space, we really appreciate you coming and joining us on the Go Solo show today. Thanks for taking the time and good luck, obviously, for the future. Thanks, Johnny. Lovely for Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. Catch up soon. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Go Solo show, powered by Subkit. We hope you've had a great time and picked up many new ideas for your own business. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on Twitter at team underscore go solo. If you're inspired to get started on your own enterprise yourself, then check us out at subkit.com. We're here for whenever you're ready. I've been Johnny Quirk, and until next time, keep winning.